there's way more people here this morning than I was going to... I called to see if we should cancel this morning. <laughs> Made one phone call, and the person said, suck it up. <laughs> that, that's actually not the exact words that the person used. It was, I'm looking out my window, I see cars going by, I think we're going to be all right. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, good morning. Uh, I'm glad we get to worship. It was great hearing the voices as we sing and, and we worship, it's, it's, we're proclaiming in those words that which he has done for us. You notice how the songs aren't stuff about like, I'm going to be a good person today. I'm going to live my best life today. No, the songs that we sing are about the work that he does. And it's reflective of what he does. We're, we're rejoicing in the work that he does in our life. Um, as I sit here, uh, I see my friend Tony. I, I love seeing Tony in the morning um, because when I first met Tony, and I'm only, I, I just thought of it, I got to say it. So when I first met Tony, Tony said, I don't do church. <laughs> Tony comes quite often now, and, and he said to me about two, three weeks ago, he said to me, hey, you know how you did that sermon series on life priorities? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you know, uh, God, wife, spouse, work. I'm like, I know, I preached it. And he's like, Dude, how do you make time for your wife? You aren't cheating her, are you? I'm like, no, no. First person ever to walk up to me and make sure that I make time for my wife. Isn't that pretty cool? Thank you, Tony. So, anyways, as we get started this morning, um, uh, I'm going to ask you a question, but you don't need to answer it out loud. I want you to think about it up here, okay? But, like, you can nod if you want, but, but here's my question for you. Do you like sharing the gospel message with other people? Do you like sharing Jesus with your co-workers, your neighbors, people you stumble across in life? Because if you're like most people, the truth is this, we don't like sharing the gospel. And, 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 and it's because sometimes we might feel like we're unprepared. You might, you might not like sharing the gospel because it can be awkward. And, and that's the truth. I mean, like, I grew up in a family that never, ever, ever, ever mentioned Jesus. I mean, the very first time I heard about the name Jesus, the very first time I heard the name Jesus, I came to faith. But, but then I, I'm, I'm trying to share Jesus with my family, and it's awkward because they don't want to hear it. You might not like sharing the gospel because you, you, you fear the rejection that could follow. You might not like sharing the gospel with other people because Jesus, even though he's very inclusive, meaning he's died for the sins of the whole world, and he wants all people to call on his name, but God's word makes it clear that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through him. And because of these things, sometimes it can be hard for us to share the gospel. Am I right or am I wrong? Okay, good. That doesn't mean that we don't do it, but I mean, it's, it's not like, and, and even me as a pastor, and I love talking about Jesus, and I love sharing my faith, and I, I actually, I, I love the, the debating portion of it, you know, I, I have no problem with that, but sometimes, like, you know what, I, I don't want someone to be mad at me because I told them that Jesus is the only way, right? You feel that? Well, out of this, you start to hear this question. I get asked this question often, and it goes something like this. Um, 
wouldn't we be doing people a favor who have never heard of Jesus? Wouldn't we be doing those people a favor by not telling them about Jesus? And, 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 and behind that question is this idea of, well, what about the person who's never heard of Jesus? Don't they get a free pass into heaven? Yeah. So I see the head shaking, but, but here's the thing. We ask that question. It gets asked so often. You know, um, sometimes it gets, you know, when I get asked this question by somebody who's an unbeliever, I think it's a great question. Because I sit there and say, man, it, you jumped from hearing a message that you think has hope to let me have a reason for not believing in it. And that quick reason is, what about those who've never heard this message? Because if this is the first time I'm hearing it, what about those who have never heard it? It can't be true because what about all those people who have never heard of it? And we're going to talk about that as we get going. But the other part about this I want to talk about is I have heard Christians use this. This is something I hear Christians say. Man, I, I think we would be doing people a favor who've never heard of Jesus a favor by just not telling them about him. Ignorance. But that doesn't work in, our, in America, right? Let's just say I'm driving down this road, which I drive all the time, you know, when, I, when I'm not coming to the church, but I'm going to drive towards the police department. And you know what? I've always thought, like, that was 45 miles an hour. But it's 35. So when I got pulled over, <laughs> does ignorance work? No. Ignorance of the law does not excuse it. I didn't really get pulled over right there. It was someplace else. But <laughs> So when someone asks me this question, one of the things I like to do is I like to rephrase the question in a way that hopefully speaks to them and makes them feel dumb. I'm joking about that part, but thank you. So here's what I'll say to them. Wouldn't we, people who, wouldn't we, people who have heard the gospel, be doing people who have not ever heard the gospel a message? So wouldn't we, who have the truth and know the way, be, don't, be doing those who are lost and living in sin and without a Savior a favor by leaving them in the dark and not sharing with them the hope and the promise of Jesus Christ, which has the ability to free them from all their sin, guilt, and shame. Does that sound like a favor? No. It's the same thing as saying, hey, wouldn't you who has tons of food, and a full refrigerator, cabinets full of food, not give somebody else food who's hungry because then they might know what it feels like to be full? No. Right? You wouldn't do that. So, today what we're going to do is we're going to be looking at a text from Romans chapter 10, uh, verses 11 to 21. And then I'm also going to, if, you're, if, if I didn't do all the verses on, on, the, on the screen today. So if you want to flip around, the other place I'm going to go to quite a bit today is Romans chapter 1. But I'm going to read from Romans chapter 10. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to read this text, and then we're going to talk about this, okay? So, let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we just pray for your, your Holy Spirit to have its way in this room today. May you speak to our hearts, our minds, our souls. And Lord, the purpose of this is it's from your word. The, Lord, remind us, renew in us, encourage us about the wonderful message that you've given us that changes hearts, minds, and souls. It's powerful. Remind us of the power of the word to change the heart, mind, and soul. In your name we pray, amen. So, 
Romans chapter, or Romans chapter 10, verses 11, 21. And I'll, I'll read from the screen as soon as it pops up there. Okay. For the scriptures say, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all. Lord of all. Bestowing his riches on all. Again, the word all. Who can call on him? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what, has, what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. But I ask, have they not heard? Indeed, they have. For their voice has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. But I ask, did Israel not understand? First, Moses says, I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation with a foolish nation. I will make you angry. Then Isaiah is so bold as to say, I have been found by those who did not seek me. I have shown myself to those who did not ask for me. But of Israel, he says, all day long, I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. All right. I remember uh, uh, this one time that I was going to go out, and, and I was going to have lunch by myself. And, and, and sometimes that can be dangerous, because when you go out to eat by yourself, it's kind of similar as to going out and having a drink by yourself. People think you have issues, you know? <laughs> And, 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 and if you know me, it's, it's on our website. One of my favorite things to do is, is I enjoy going out to eat. I do. And, 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 um, and I love sitting down and talking with people. And, and then I remember this one time just thinking, it's funny that I always try to make lunch plans with other people, but I, I don't ever really make lunch plans with Jesus. And, and so what I did was I thought, man, I am going to have lunch with Jesus. And I'm going to take my Bible, and I'm going to order a burger, and, and so I went to this place that, that Matt's been to a number of times, and he's been there with me. It's called Milwaukee Burger Company. And I went there, and I was going to have lunch with Jesus, and I was going to read my Bible. And see, you can go out, and you can have lunch with some of your friends, and you can have a great time, and you can eat, and you can laugh, and, and you can talk serious, maybe even cry, and, and, and whatever it might be. But, and you can probably put a timer on it. But when you make lunch plans with Jesus, you need to remember something. You have no idea what can happen. Because when I walked in to have lunch that day, I realized, man, I only have 45 minutes. I'm going to have to make this fast. So, so the, the, the first time that I'm going to sit down and have a, a lunch date with Jesus, I, I sit down and I short him. I give him 45 minutes. And, and, and how much of that time is me eating? But, but so, so I go into this restaurant and I, and I sit down and, and I order a burger and I get a Mountain Dew and I pull out my Bible, and I remember I was reading that day, I was reading from some Joshua, I was reading from the New Testament, and, and I read some Psalms, and I was drinking my Mountain Dew. And, and if you know me, and if you've ever been out to eat with me, I'm a cheapskate. Well, I'm frugal, I should say it that way. I'm frugal. So like, if I get a Mountain Dew, and that Mountain Dew costs me two forty nine, I feel like I have to have five of them. <laughs> then I get down to under 50 cents each, and it justifies it, Right? Am I the only one? I, okay, I don't know. You guys looked at me a little weird. But anyways, 
So that's, that's what I did. And so I go in there, and I order right away, and I got my Mountain Dew, and I'm reading it, and I, and I drink it. And as I'm drinking it, the lady brings me a refill, and I'm still, and I'm still reading. And then this, all of a sudden, this big table comes in, and there's like 20 people, and they're seated, seated in this section. And I want to sit by myself, and they get seated right next to me, and I'm like, oh, man, she's not going to keep bringing me Mountain Dews. <laughs> so I finish up my second one. And I walk up to the bar area because she's now waiting on this table of like 20-something people. And I walk up and I get a refill. And, and, and you might be thinking, why am I telling you so much about this refill? Because as I walk up there, God gets his way every time. I, I, I'm walking back from the table. And as I walk back, I, I see this other table. And there's these. And I only have 45 minutes, as I told you. And I, I, I see this one table and there's these two gentlemen sitting there. They, ha- they have a matching outfit on. They have slacks, white shirt, ties, and a, and a name tag. And I'm like, oh, man, Church Latter-day Saints. And, and, and as I'm walking back, I, I'm like, I sit down for like two seconds, and I, and I feel it. I feel Jesus say to me, what? What are you going to do? How much time do you have? So I walk up, to, I get up and I walk over to this table and I'm kind of hoping that they reject me. Here's what I said to them. I'm going to be sitting over here eating. If you guys want to come talk about Jesus, feel free. Turn around. <laughs> Turn around, I walk away, I sit down. By the time I sit down, they're in the booth also. <laughs> and, and, and I knew that we were going to have a t- chance to talk about Jesus. And, 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 and we start to talk, and we have this conversation about the gospel. And it's amazing because when you talk to them, there's certain things that you're going to agree on. And there's going to be things that you don't agree on. And, 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 and there's a number of them. But, but so we're, we're sharing, we're talking about this. And, and somehow we had a pretty good conversation um, about who Jesus is and all that stuff. And, and then we got to the point about, about uh, Jesus Christ be, being the person who died for the sins of the whole world. And, and as we got there, they're like, man, that, it, it doesn't quite work like that. Like if you were to, this is what they're telling me, you know, if, if you hear the gospel or you've never heard the gospel and then you die, it's okay because then you'll get to sit in front of Jesus, the prophets, and the best teachers, and they're going to preach to you. And then, and then they'll have an opportunity to either receive or reject Jesus. And I'm like, man, that doesn't make any sense. And they said, why is that? I said, because if that made any sense, why would you two missionaries from Utah be walking around a small town, not small, but a smaller town in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, telling people about, the G- about Jesus Christ? And they looked at me and said, I don't know. I said, because what you just said doesn't make sense. And you have to, you have to think through that. You, you, your words say one thing and your actions say something completely different. And, and, and he told me, he looked at me and he, this is what he said to me. He said, man, people don't change. I said, wrong. Or I said, you're right, but the gospel changes people. People don't change themselves, but the gospel, Jesus, he changes us. And the guy goes, man, people don't change. And he looked at me and he said, just like you. You believe in Jesus because you grew up in a family that taught you about Jesus. And he says, right? 
And if you're new here and you don't know me, I didn't grow up in a family that knew Jesus. I never heard about Jesus until I was in high school. There wasn't anything religious or Christian or anything like that of faith in my family growing up. And, and, and I said, no, you're wrong. I'm not a Christian today because my mom and dad told me about it every day. I'm a Christian today because some guy at one time on one day when he's never going to see me again in my life crosses paths with me and says, can I talk to you? And during that conversation, he tells me about Jesus, and my life was never the same. My heart, my mind, my soul were changed in that day because there's power in the name of Jesus. And we believe this. So today I sit here, and, and, and there's this question of, what about those who have never heard the gospel? Isn't it better that they just never hear? Because like, like and, and the answer emphatically is No. If we say there's only one way and that one way is Jesus, if we say that, that, that it's through believing that Jesus died on a cross, and if we believe in that and we don't reject it, we have salvation, then that's what it is. It's either that or it's not that. You see what I'm saying? You, you, you can't say, I believe in Jesus Christ and he's the only way like scripture says, and then turn around and say, but I'm kind of hoping I'm believing in some loopholes. We believe in loopholes, you know, like, like tax loopholes. We love those things. Or, or, or loopholes when, you're, when you are speeding and you, and you come up with some great reason for why you need the speed. We love to make up reasons for anything that, that gets us outside of the, 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 the rules or the design that there's been given to us. But scripture says in verse 11, of the text we read, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Verse 13 says, Any, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Those who believe and call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Do you believe this? Let me, <clears throat> again, I got the littlest ears. Do you believe this? Yes. yes. You know, and, and, we believe this message. It's part of the reason why we're here today. But if we were to be honest, it's hard to believe that, that I, I do think this. I think there's times when, when we struggle with understanding that Jesus is the only way. There's this lingering question, and, and, and I, I say this in this way, because we often want to come back to our good works. And that's not what we're going to talk about today. But we often will say, well, you know, I'm a good person. No, you're not. That's why Jesus Christ came into this world. Am I right? Amen. Yeah. You know, like, like if we were naturally good people, Jesus would have never had to have died for us. So, but, so that's why I say I, I think we struggle with that, but, but we have to always keep coming back to the word, keep coming back to the gospel message, and, and, and remind ourselves be, through his word of that. You know, when I hear the question... The question that we've been looking at, like, what about people who, who've never heard, or if, if, wouldn't be doing them a favor if, if we don't tell them who've never heard? I get a sense that people are looking for a way out. You know, Scripture has given us everything we need to believe in a Savior Jesus and not in a loophole Jesus. You have the message of Jesus Christ, the greatest message of all time, the message that frees us. It's what sets us free. It's the reason why I can sleep at night. Because my conscience is clear because of Jesus who died for me. If I lay in bed and I reflect of all, at all the, the, 
the garbage things or crappy things I've done throughout the day, I should be ridden with guilt. And I shouldn't be the only one. But because of what Jesus Christ has done for me, when I lay my head on the pillow and my wife says to me, how do you fall asleep so fast every night? I'm like, because life is good. Life is good. Jesus died. I'm forgiven. I have no shame. I have no guilt. Like, I've had this conversation this, this, this week with one of my good friends. They were talking about sin, and, and, and it doesn't matter what sin it was. We'll just say it's theft. And they said, well, I've stolen before. I'm a thief. No, you're not. You're a saint. No, I'm a thief. No, you're not. You're a saint. I'm going to steal tomorrow. I'm a thief. No, you're not. You're a saint. Because each time we do something wrong, Jesus Christ continues to die for it. He has died. His death continually, continuously forgives me of my fallen state, my sinful nature. And, and, and in this, you know, so, so when I look at this question, there's a part of us um, that, that want, I got to look at my own handwriting. I don't always believe when I put in my little extra notes there. You know, there's a part of us that, that, that wants to believe in a loophole. And I, I don't get it. Like, why? When you have the message of Jesus, why a loophole? You know what I mean? It's, it's ridiculous. It's almost like you have access to, at your house, you have tons and tons, and I'm making this up, tons and tons of money. Every time you want money, you can go in your, your kitchen, open this one drawer, and there's a stack of cash. It never runs out, okay? But then for some silly reason, you'd go and borrow money from somebody else. You wouldn't do that. You'd go right to the source. You'd go right to where you know it's always going to be. But for some reason, we want this loophole. And I think it's because then we can feel better about not sharing that gospel with people. Do you know what I mean? I think that sometimes we live with the guilt of not being generous with the word. And if I was going to follow this a little bit farther, and if, and if I were to get to the place where I would say, man, well, you just don't get it, Brandon. Like, like the gospel healed you or it healed me, but it doesn't mean it's going to work on my neighbor. Do you see what the problem with that is? It's that you think you were good. Like the scripture is powerful enough to change your heart, mind, and soul because you weren't that bad. Well, that's not true. The, the gospel has the power to transform all minds, all hearts, our, all souls. You know, uh, um, my next door neighbor one time was uh, having a conversation with a couple of people, and I'm there and I'm, I'm watching this conversation take place. And, and this lady said to my friend, you know, those people who never hear the gospel, it's okay because they do get this free pass. Um, and my friend said, what? Where'd you get this from? And this person said, my pastor told me that. Like, haven't, you should go to your church and you should talk to your pastor. And I'm this person's pastor. And, and, and this person didn't know that. And, and, and they're like, so you're saying your pastor told you that people who never heard the gospel get a free pass? Yes. And you're saying I should ask my pastor? Yes. Is this true? <laughs> and I'm like, it's not true. And this person was so mad at us. And I said, because in their mind, it's just not fair. 
with no one, and, and this, was, it was this it was this woman, she's like, with no one goes and shares the gospel, with no one ever shares with them. And, and, and it's like this. It's like this. That's our calling. And I said to her, like, you know, sometimes pastors are wrong. Take your Bible. Open it up. Find where it says that. And I challenged her. I said, you know, you find it in Scripture, and, and I'll support your, your argument, but you need to find it in there. And, and she left, and she never came back and talked to me again. Not once. You know, if it was true that we'd be doing those people a favor who have never heard the gospel, then, here's, then this would be the truth behind this too. It would mean we would never baptize our kids. We would never uh, um, raise them in the faith. We wouldn't want them to be confirmed. We, uh, we wouldn't take them to church on Sundays. We wouldn't celebrate Christmas. We wouldn't celebrate Easter. Matter of fact, we would teach our kids this. This is what we'd say to them. When someone comes up to you and they start to talk to you about someone named Jesus, you do this. La, 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 la. You just cover your ears, you ignore them, and you run for the heels. Right? That's what you would do. But that's not truth. Again, you know, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a book called Radical by this guy named David Platt, and he has, some, he has some thoughts too, and he says this. First, all people have a knowledge of who God is. So when we think that people don't have a knowledge of who God is or have never seen him, never heard of him, he goes and he points us to Romans chapter 1. It says this, For in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as, it, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all, the God, all ungodliness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it known to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood. Listen to those verses. God's nature has been seen, it's been understood, it's been made known. And then it says this at the end of this this Bible verse in verse 20, so people are without excuse. God has revealed his truth to man. He has made it plain for us to see, and he is calling us into creation to speak his words of life to others. You know, another thing is that people reject God. People reject God all the time. Man has continued to reject God. It happened in the, in, in the Garden of Eden. It happens all throughout life. It happens in front of us. We're sinful people. And, and I think as we go along and we're sharing the gospel, we get a little like, a little scared to share the faith. We, we were fearful of that rejection. But, but Jesus Christ was rejected long before we were. You know, I'm, I'm going to skip through a little bit of this, and, 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 and I want to say something. You know, as we look around and we look at where we live and you look at the places you interact and, and it'd be great if at one time you just were to sit down and, and took some circles and, 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 or a pie chart or something and you looked at all the places you spent your time. You know, whether you're spending time at work or um, church, school, secondary job, maybe there's a the gym. I don't know where you go, but look at the places you spend the most time that, okay? And then I want you to think about this. Do I, inter- do I encounter people who have never heard the gospel? 
are people coming into my life who have never heard what Jesus Christ has done for them. Because I think we should have the same heart that God has for mankind. One that's willing to, 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 to send, you know, God sent his son into this world. You know, God's message to, to, to the people has always been there. Think about this. Our hearts should reflect his. God sent the prophets. That's one. Um, God walked with Adam and Eve in the garden. God sent out the 70 in groups of two. God sent out the, the disciples. God gave us the Great Commission. God gave us the Holy Spirit. God provides us with his word to speak to others. And when we think through that, why? Why is it? So that people may know he who has died for all their sins. And I think this is important. This is, this is what our life is about. It's about us sharing Jesus Christ with those around us so that they may be without excuse so that they may be able to believe, so that they can lay their pillows, their heads on their pillows at the end of the day and believe in God and know that their sin, their guilt, their shame is no longer theirs, but that they have been forgiven. With that, let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, may you, Lord, may you be the one who speaks to our hearts, our minds, our souls. Lead us and the interactions that give us opportunities to share your gospel. Lead us, in, lead us into opportunities where, where people can be free from their guilt. Lord, may you be the one who changes the lives, the hearts, the minds, the souls of those around us. Give us the courage. May your Holy Spirit speak to us and lead us, encourage us, in our walks as we live out the gospel and we share it with those around us. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you, Brandon. We're going to come to the table here and we're not only just going to hear of this gospel, we're going to receive it. And it's going to be in tangible ways so that when you leave this place, you can, you can taste and you can see for yourself that it is good and it is life. And, and I pray that as we leave this place, that this would be a message that we would demonstrate and we would declare because God's grace is inexhaustible and this world is an exhausted place just ravaged by do this and try harder and be that and Jesus just says come come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I alone will give you rest not physical rest but rest for your souls the spiritual rest that you need because the work is finished the work is done Jesus has paid it all, and all to him you owe. We come today to receive this. You don't need to be a member of this church. Um, you, you need to be a, a believer in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and the gift of righteousness.